It's 10 a.m., which means it's time for Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah, good morning, Utah Carsons. Can you hear me? Good. All right, Utah Carsons, welcome on in. Saturday, September 12th, 2020. I think I say this every time we open a show this year, but this is the slowest, fastest year in the history of Earth. It's gone, it, it like crawls and then sprints, and then crawls and then sprints. Uh, and I don't know what to make of it. I'm Austin Horton, Eric Jensen producing for us today, and joining me via Zoom, thanks to Zoom, big, big tip of the cap to them, is Roger Parkin, General Sales Manager of the Southtown Store at Mark Miller Subaru. Hey, Roger. Hey, Austin. How are you, bud? We're fine. Uh, do, do you feel the same that this year has gone at times really fast, and at times it's been like four years? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, think all the things that have gone on this year. We started with the pandemic in March earthquakes in March, a once in a hundred year windstorm last week, or uh, yeah, last week, earlier this week. And uh, how many, how many thousands of people still without power five days later? Right. Uh, our, our guy, Jake Scott, just got his power back yesterday in the middle of the, the big show. And he, he interrupted the show just to rejoice that his power is back <laughs> on. How, the stuff we take for granted Oh. That, that our ancestors are just somewhere looking at us going, buck up, buttercup. We, we've done this before. Here. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel them, and I feel everyone that's got uh, power issues or, or anything else, even worse than that, obviously. But especially, oh, yeah. it, 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 you go one hour without power, and you feel like you, the, the world's over. It's terrible. Yeah, I know we had one of our employees post on Facebook, $361 worth of groceries down the drain. Oh, yeah. no. I just barely gone shopping. See, we we thought that may have happened to us, too. My, I was talking, you know this, my my wife had surgery, and I yep. missed a work of a week of work. Uh, and we it was a surgery where she has to have a special diet afterward. And so we had to stock up on all this stuff that we normally, A, don't buy, and, and normally, B, can't find very easily in the stores. And we went to four or five different grocery stores to make sure we had everything that she needed. And a lot of it has to be refrigerated and frozen. And then this happened and we're like, okay, we're going to lose all this food. And I don't know where we're going to go get it again. Uh, Some of it was special order stuff. And luckily we only went uh, probably 10, 11 hours without power. Everything stayed cold and and we were fine. Uh, But uh, everyone else wasn't as lucky, wasn't as fortunate. It sounds like your employee there uh, as well. Now, now the good news is in some cases – your home insurance will cover loss of food due to weather disasters like that. So they might want to huh. check into that. Just it doesn't hurt to ask. It doesn't Heard hurt to inquire. New. Yeah. Did not know that. I know for sure. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. What's what's the military insurance? Uh, the, the big oh, one. USAA. USAA, I know for sure, will will hook them up with that. So really? Yep. So uh, if they're if they're blessed enough to be in part of that organization, uh, then they should probably look into it. So if anyone out there is listening and went through that. It doesn't hurt to email your your insurance uh, rep and just ask and see if that'll help. Yeah, did you uh, suffer any losses up in your up in your house or nothing? So, uh no, nothing other than my sanity. I I we've talked before and my number one absolute biggest fear in this world is wind. I hate wind. I despise <laughs> it. Uh I I, I don't know uh, I, I don't know where it stems from. My mom thinks it's because I watched too much Wizard of Oz as a kid. I uh, could do it. It was to it, the point it, where I think it was the monkeys in the Wizard of Oz, not so much the wind. Right, right. Those flying yeah. monkeys, they're terrifying. They're <laughs> uh, but it, it was to the point where as a kid, my parents couldn't roll the windows down in the car because wow. I would just lose my mind the, the, from, from that. And so I, it, I was a basket case for those two and a half days. Uh, this week with the wind going on and props to my, my wife and my kid for dealing with a father and husband who looked like he'd been uh, stranded on a deserted island for a year. I mean, I looked ragged and, and haggard and I was a, a temperamental mess. But luckily, uh, our we're in a somewhat new development in North Layton and 
the winds came right through Weber Canyon, and that first night we had the record number, the the record MPH. It went right down our street, Hill Air Force Base, uh, registered uh, an 80-something-plus mile-an-hour wind, and it drew a little line from the canyon down to Hill Air Force Base, and that line went right down my street. And uh, But we didn't lose a tree. We didn't lose a bush. Our fence hasn't gone in yet, so we were lucky in that regard. Uh, and so we, we held on, and I feel silly for even talking about it because there's so many out there that weren't as fortunate. 100-year-old trees falling down on, oh, on yeah. houses and cars. It's unbelievable the damage that wind can do. And now you look out there today, we're going to be up in the 90s, I think, and it's like it never happened. Exactly. It's you know, Utah, you don't like the weather. Stick around. It's going to change. Just wait 10 minutes. It's like a, it's like a <laughs> subway in New York. Another yeah, one's we're... around the corner. Yeah, we got a little schizophrenia going here, you know. Absolutely, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Uh, so. Well, you de- we detailed here in the last three, four minutes all the things that have happened this year. Well, not all of them. There's a hundred more we could talk about. Oh yeah. My poll question today is: I feel like we could all use a little bit of of a, a boost, a, a bit of a dap, a bit of a go get them, or that feels good, that makes me happier. I want to know, 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE, call it a brag line, call it a a, a happy line, whatever you want to call it. I want to know the best thing that's happened to you this year, 855-340-ZONE. Only only good vibes today. The best thing that's happened to you this year, 855-340-ZONE. So what's the best thing that's happened to you this year? I mean, right, being right here right now on this show with you, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not true. <laughs> uh, uh, nice try, though. <laughs> we've had a lot. Of, we've had a lot of good stuff happen uh, in, in our life this year. Uh, watching my watching my daughter grow and become what she's becoming has just been an absolute blessing. She's a yeah. she's a happy healthy, incredibly energetic and friendly two-year-old. And she's the, the spitting image of her mother in both looks and personality. And that's all anyone could ever ask for. Uh, well, as long as she's not, there, as long as she doesn't take after me in any way, she's going to be a great person. <laughs> and that's been fun to watch. So, uh, absolutely. Oh, she'll take after you in ways you don't expect. Now, recently, and I know that this is going to sound a little, uh, okay, yeah, you're hosting the show, but I'm serious. We are really, really, really happy and blessed to have our uh, our lease uh, relationship with Mark Miller Subaru. And it's not like a special relationship. Anyone could have the same with you guys. But we just traded in our uh, our three-year – well, next month will be three years since we leased mm-hmm. the Crosstrek. But a few months – a couple months early, we traded in for the 2020 Forester Sport, and it has changed our family's life. It's incredible. It's an amazing awesome. machine. It has just the right amount of space – that we were missing in the cross track. Yep. And uh, so that's another good thing that's happened to us this year. What about you? What's the best thing you've gone through this year? Oh, man. Best thing I've done this year, probably physically get my knee replaced in January. So that's been a good thing for you. Oh, my goodness. I wish I'd done it three years ago. That's fun because a lot of people get knee replacements and end up regretting it and saying that's ah, worse than it was before. Uh, oh. and, but you're saying it's it's been the right move. I've been pleasantly surprised <laughs> you know i they got they get you up and walking and about an hour after you come out of surgery and it's like hmm i've got pain from stuff that I did but i don't have joint pain for the first time in a decade this is pretty cool right then after surgery you felt the right difference. after surgery i knew the difference wow that's so the only time i've experienced anything near that immediate of a change is after a and this might be a little gross but after an ingrown toenail operation <laughs> I felt like I give you some relief. I felt like I was uh, losing my foot. Then they performed the operation. Then I felt like I could run a marathon uh, <laughs> immediately after. So, uh, yeah. but that so that's really good news. I'm glad to hear that because you've been through it, man. You've you've seen more operating rooms than the <laughs> Surgeon General. So I think there's a I think there's a surgery suite at Alta View that should have my name on it. I tell you. <laughs> the, the parking room. <laughs> Uh, the, the parking lot. The public, I came yeah. back again. I wanted to see a plaque up there. I was there uh, four times in eight weeks. You know, <laughs> <laughs> love it. So I'm glad that that's turned out well for you. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Actually, you know, COVID in its own way has been kind of a, it's been a pretty good thing as far as making it slow down and really reassess what's important and, and uh, taking time for family and get back out in the yard and just slow your life down. You're not, you're not running the restaurants. You're not running the movies. Yeah. So that in its own way, it's been a little bit of a blessing. It's been a pain, but um, it's had some, there has been some good that's come out of at least for me, from my perspective. That's great. I think a lot of people would probably find uh, that little bit of a silver lining and Hey, well, at least I've had more time at home and around my family this year. Yeah, that could be a good or bad thing. It depends if you really enjoy your family or not. Yeah, what's the the the, the show uh, the show Monk? He said all the time it's yeah. a gift and a curse. It's kind of that s- similar thing because while everyone wants to spend more time with their 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 spouse, their their partner, their family, their kids, you also want to be able to get away from them several hours each day uh, by working. And when you're at home, when you're working at home, that's not always the the absolute best uh, scenario for that. And this now you've got good. most of them at home during school too. So it, it's been oh. it's been a year for remembrance. No one will ever forget this thing. <laughs> yeah, no. My uh, my wife is back uh, helping out my son and daughter in law, and their my our grandkid is in kindergarten, and they start they they're not opening schools in Maryland until January. And the first cu- the first day of, grand- of kindergarten, my wife was helping him with the online stuff, and he looks up and he goes. Grammy Trish, kindergarten is not what I expected. <laughs> kindergarten. <laughs> kindergarten. He, he's, he's kindergarten going on sophomore year in college, it sounds oh, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's growing faster these days than we used to. <laughs> it's, it's, that, it's that milk that they've got out there, Roger. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she's learning that firsthand, trying to keep him active in school and working you know, remotely from back there. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of late nights for catching up on work, I tell you. Yep. Well, let yeah. us know, 855-340-ZONE. What's the best thing that's happened to you this year? Eric, what's the best thing that's happened to you this year? Uh, I would say a, a rediscovery for uh, for my love of sports, you know? A rediscovery? A, re- wow. a rediscovery. Were you feeling a little uh, not as passionate about it before? Yeah, I was feeling a little bit drained at the end of March, and then they disappeared. Ah. And I just ah. uh, I just felt so, you know, lost for those few months, and it just felt good to, you know, assess that, oh, man, this is a big part of my life. I should, you know, I'll never... I used to go to bed during like the really late, like eight thirty kickoffs that I didn't have to work or anything like that. But now I stay up for everything. I watch everything <laughs> uh, because I know just like that it could be gone. So I, I'm uh, so that was good. But also, I mean, this is stupider. But I uh, flew home and got home safely from the other side of the country right when the pandemic started, and that was wow. That 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 was a blessing because I could have been stuck there for like three four weeks, but I got back and uh, I mean I got to stretch my legs out on an airplane, so that that <laughs> also a, a blessing. No one awesome. was by me. So. Awesome. Yeah, I would I would say my wife would say that's probably one of the benefits of this when she flew to D.C. whole road of herself, all alone, huh? All alone. I know I just booked airfare back there for October, and with their blocking off blocking off seats in the airlines and i think both ways i don't have anybody sitting by me because the seats i chose wow good very nice i mean not good for the the airlines bottom line but i don't care (laughs) they've they've, you know what they've They've gouged us for years they've made billions off their baggage fees they can afford it i think they'll be all right yeah yeah (laughs) it shouldn't cost me as much as it cost me to fly from here to vegas but uh, they've done that for years, and now they're they're gonna just uh, wait this out. And yeah. at least they've got some people booking flights. I I don't know if I yet have the guts to do that. But then you look at how the prices are, and you're like, oh, maybe I do have the guts to do that right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't think the prices are any. I guess some of the prices are cheaper. I think my ticket costs about six hundred bucks, which is about average that I spent going back there. Hmm. So not cheaper, not more expensive, just less people, which is I'll take that. You take that every time. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Especially, gal, how much how you get uh, squeezed into those airport into those uh, airplanes? 
Well, you've uh, seen me. I'm a nice, tiny guy. So <laughs> sorry for the guys who get seated next to me. <laughs> well, everybody is everyone's uh, uh, elbow partner on the airplane. So, and in a pandemic, that's not really the best idea. No. Well, no, we've, you know, it's funny. In March, everybody in my family flew somewhere that first and second week of March. And they were just starting to talk about the pandemic. It was downplaying. It's like, yeah, yeah, no big deal. You look back and say, yeah, we're lucky nothing happened back then. <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, uh, so let us know, what's the best thing that's happened to you this year? 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. Now, while we're talking about travel and air travel in particular, Roger, the data would show that a lot of people – uh, are driving there there's still people people are still traveling but the majority in this country and the world over are driving this year to their destinations oh, rather than flying uh and that's in part because of the large part because of the pandemic but also the the gasoline prices cheap. are historically cheap uh the average AAA says the average of a gallon of gas in this country is two dollars and 22 cents which is down 14% from this time a year ago at 257 a gallon. That's crazy, isn't it? When was the last time you saw diesel cheaper than gas for any length of time? Uh, yeah. Well, in fact, I was just talking, who, I think I was talking about that with my wife. Uh, it wasn't that long ago, but it wasn't for this sustained amount of time. The, it, right. was, it was for like a week here and there. Right. But, but now it's been, in fact, I think I just saw. Uh, what was it? What's diesel at right now? Uh, two ninety? What or three? Oh, sorry, yeah. it's three something, isn't it? No, by me, get uh, diesel's two forty five and gas is two forty seven. I see. So it's cheaper, cheaper than gasoline, and that never happens. It's very well, rare. It used to happen all the time. You know, back in the dark ages when I was a younger kid, diesel was about half the price of gas back then. Yeah, because it's just a waste product of of the. The process of, of uh, refining gas. Well, I, I know I know a family that buys only Mercedes. Uh, first of all, they can afford only Mercedes, but even their used cars, <laughs> they buy Mercedes because they 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 believe in diesel, and, yep. and that is the the. And, but you know, historically, that's been a more expensive decision at the gas pump, but not right well, now. I, yeah, dollar per gallon it is. Most of your diesel. I mean, why there's a lot of diesel out there. Most diesels get better gas mileage comparatively. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's that's the trade-off. You you usually exactly. do spend more at the pump for that better gas mileage, uh, diesel-wise. But right mm -hmm. now you're getting both in. And you know what? For the the long haul truckers and our supply chain and our our heroes that give us our food and our medical supplies and our clothing and on and on and on, I'm okay with them getting a little break at the pump right now. Absolutely. Can you so. imagine stopping and gassing up those semis? That uh, I think. There are 300-gallon tanks on them. God, how long does it take to, to fill up a 300-gallon tank? Uh -oh. well, 20 minutes? Your, <laughs> yeah, think got, about your car and then like multiply 20. by, what, 20? Right. So, so let's say you've got a 13-gallon tank in your, in your, uh, your, yeah, you're basically 25 your SUV. Longer. Jeez. Whew. <laughs> Tough. That, that, you know, go in and take your shower at the truck stop while exactly. it fills up. That's how it goes. So. Uh, but anyway, a tip of the cap and a nod to the truckers for sure. Uh, and gas prices being cheap like that, it's not just diesel. Obviously, diesel's cheaper but than, than gasoline right now. But gasoline at two twenty two a gallon around the country on average is really good. And that's why you're seeing a lot of people traveling via uh, road trip. Uh, also, what we talked about, not wanting to fly during a pandemic. But also that what goes along with that, Roger, is the inflation of used car prices. Yeah, it's getting tougher and tougher to find used cars. Um, I tell you, you're getting top dollar for trading values right now because of that. Um, even with uh, Hertz dumping, what, a couple hundred thousand vehicles into mm. the market, it's, it's just a blip on the radar screen. Mm. Oddly enough, you would think in normal conditions that would depress used car prices. But right now, um, you know, we're still running with a 15-day supply of used cars on the ground, which hats off to my service department, my used car manager, that uh, are extremely efficient on how they get the cars in and out of the reconditioning. 
were able to sell 100 cars with 70 in stock, <laughs> you know, mm. so or 60 in stock. But it's it's pretty wild right now. It's uh, new car inventories are still down, and we're running with a we're up to 22 day supply of cars right now which you really like to run with 45 to 60 day supply. So you have a good selection. Got a parking structure out here. Jeff was giving me a bad time. He says, why did I build that? <laughs> it's all empty. <laughs> so, it, it'll eventually be a good move. Yeah. Oh, it, well, it has been a good move. It's just, you know, no one counted on COVID and the factory shutting down for two months. And, <laughs> you know, demand has stayed pretty steady, surprisingly. I tell you the industry that has really benefited, um, Kind of on the surface, you think counterintuitively is the RV and trailer business. They're just, you know, people want to travel and there's a safe way to do it on your own in a trailer or in a, or a motorhome. Yeah. Well, safe uh, as far as being around less people, but those things aren't easy to, to drive. You got to, you got to get, you got to be really careful driving those things. Yeah. You just have to be aware of what you're doing. I know it's, uh, I've got one that sits on the east side of my house that's my in-laws, and it's, you know, 32 feet of uh, wind cell going down the highway. <laughs> that's right. How many it times has it hit your house backing into it? They, they have never hit my house because I don't let them back into where I store it. Okay, you do the backing in. I do that. Yeah. I, I, I pull it out, and I back it in where I store Smart it for Smart man. Smart man. They have hit their son's house up in Oregon oh, a couple of times. See, if, and I would have the homeowner always back it in so that if they do hit it, that's on you, guy. Uh, you, I wasn't the one driving. I don't know what to tell you there. So, yeah, you know, it's yeah, they're they're big beasts. They, you know, it's but they're it's one way you can travel and and you know feel a little bit safer and not be around people and in hotels and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So. Well, uh, speaking of the influx uh, or the inflation on the used cars and the prices, uh, that the feds are saying that that is the biggest contributor to the inflation uh, core index this year really? is the influx of used cars. Uh, the, the, sorry, the, uh, the, inf the uh, demand for used right. cars. They say that that's been the single most ch uh, biggest change over the year because last uh, September we were at 2.4 on the core index inflation rate. And here closing August, we were at, I think, 1.7. Uh, and, and the price for used cars and trucks climbed five and a half percent last month, which was the largest monthly increase since March of 1969. Yeah. Wow. And it says here it contributed to 40 percent of the core inflation index. Of course, that the core inflation index, it takes out things like uh, like food and energy price that tend to be t tend to be volatile. And so it takes right. those out and just whittles it whittles it down. Uh, and so the, the demand is up, the supply is down on used cars, but you're saying it's not it's not uh, terrible, but it is tougher to find a used car right now. Uh, it's borderline terrible. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> my, my used car manager would tell you it's terrible. I mean, he's, he's good at what he does. He's done it for 30 some odd years and it's, he's having to use all his tried and true and then some. Uh, methods of getting cars uh, you know, but it is a great time to trade in a car right now because the values are so good so if you've got that that car that you've been holding on to and thinking oh i'm gonna get a few more miles out of it this might be a time to drive it down and get it uh, get it looked at and see what you can get on the trade you, you owe it to yourself to look absolutely right sounds like they are, you're all buyers in the used car market right now whether you're a consumer or seller right roger oh i think so yeah. absolutely uh, I know, for for example, I got a few more dollars out of that Crosstrek uh, yeah. lease uh, that I traded in, because, and that's why we traded in it early, as Subaru emailed us and said, we need your car. Would you uh, please consider uh, giving mm -hmm. that back early? I said, sure, absolutely. So uh, it's not a bad idea to ask. Uh, let's take our first phone call today, 855-340-ZONE. A poll question, if you need to call in about something, is what's the best thing that's happened to you this year? 855 340 zone or any other question comment or story you have and our friend kathy is on the line good morning kathy hey how are you we're great yourself oh okay you asked me a question and this is a big question and this is what i'll tell you 
um, this year, a lot of horrible things happened to my family and my friends on both sides of my family are all healthy and nobody is sick on our family, on everybody, all over the state of Wisconsin and Oregon, all over the place. Every one of the people that I love on families on both sides, we're all healthy. Oh, Every single one of us. That's, that's, that that's is a awesome. terrific way to look at it because, as you mentioned, even though there haven't, there's been bad things that have happened, at least you've got your health. Uh, and that, yes. that is number one yes. this year. Yes, I'm happy. Well, we're glad to hear that report and so glad that you called in and spread some good cheer for us. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks, Kathy. 855-340-ZONE. From Kathy uh, to Mindy. Hi, Mindy. Hey, Mindy. Oh, Monty, excuse me. Monty. Way to read there, Austin. It says Minty, so I figured, oh, it's a misspell. <laughs> no, it's Mindy. that's on me. I was just thinking, oh, this Monty I, I, character I, I sounds subbed, like they have minty fresh breath. I so. subbed out, that's right. I subbed out the D, the T for a D, and I needed to sub out the I for an O. Monty, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> you know, it, it sounds a bit weird, but I got laid off from my job with the COVID stuff. And that kind of spurred me into starting my own business and getting a construction remodeling company going. That's probably the best thing that's happened to me this year. And are you having success? Yes, we're having success. We're getting basements finished and kitchens remodeled. People are staying home in their house and wanting to get changes done. And this is a passion you've had for a long time and decided this might be as good a time as any to see if I can do it on my own. Yep. Is that what you were doing for work prior? Yeah, so I was working with a construction company up in Ogden, and then I just recently moved to Salt Lake and have been doing my own construction company down here for the last six months. That's awesome. I'm I'm glad you're having success. I'm glad that that uh, was a blessing in disguise. Uh, Hopefully you like your boss, though, Monty. That's the (laughs) most important thing. He's probably a slave driver. (laughs) <laughs> hard guy to deal with sometimes yeah he's a perfectionist right monty yeah. yep well that alter ego of of mindy monty that make sure she <laughs> she stays in line will you that'll be my other name i give out now <laughs> right. hey congrats congrats and thank you for sharing that that wonderful. joy with us appreciate it uh, amazing that see that's what we need roger we need more yeah. kathy and monty or mindy's here on the show 855-340-ZONE the best thing that's happened to you this year. Monty might say the best thing that happened to him was losing his job so that he could finally go out and strike it on his own. Uh, all turning lemons into lemonade there. Absolutely. And even if you don't like lemonade, uh, I like lemons. So uh, <laughs> share them. I, honestly, I like eating lemons. Maybe, is that weird? Yeah, that's a weird thing. <laughs> you, like, you like sour things. I, I do. I like just chewing on lemons and limes. I don't know what it is. So do you like hot things, spicy things? I do not. I don't care for <laughs> anything past the, the Costa Vida or Cafe Rio hot sauce is a little too hot for me. Oh. So <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a lightweight in that regard. Have you ever seen the, the show, what is the Hot Ones, where they interview a celebrity? And do... Yes, where they eat oh. the ghost peppers or whatever. Uh-huh. We, they... we, had a, we had a version of that uh, about a week ago at a, at a uh, friend's house. And oh my goodness, it was good. I tell you what, my mouth burned to halfway through the next day. See, you like hot stuff. I love it. But even that was a little too much, wasn't it? No. Oh, stop I'd it. I do it again in a heartbeat. You, the, the you're all one. liars. Every one of you that says, oh, I love hot things. And then you, no. you eat a ghost pepper and you have a heart attack. You're like, I, I enjoyed that experience. Come on. You, there, there's something about it that's cathartic. <laughs> you live to tell the tale. It burns the demons out of your taste buds is what it does. It baptizes with fire, and you, you get know, to start the, over. The hottest one, I had actually a couple of hot weeks with the hottest stuff on it. and The next day I was off, and every once in a while I breathe, it's like my lips would light up on fire. It's like, that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and everyone within your proximity gets to taste that ghost pepper for a week. That's no. the, that's the whole idea. No, it's <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. It's just good, clean fun. Oh, I couldn't do it. I would literally throw up. Oh, uh, just makes your eyes watered a little bit. Clears out your sinuses. <laughs> it's good for you. Cleans out your sinuses and your veins. 
it drains it. <laughs> well, it's cheaper than medicine. Every, everything from your toes to your scalp are in are gone within a minute. So yeah, eight five five three four zero zone. The best thing that's happened to you this year, thanks to Kathy and Monty. We'd love to hear more. Eight five five three four zero zone. Got, coming back on the other side, we need to talk about uh, Tesla is in the news doing something they promised they would never do. But I can't oh. necessarily extremely really blame them. We'll explain why. Also, the media's impact or non-impact on ride sharing and public transportation here in this state. A new study is out. We'll talk about that and more. Your phone calls, 855-340-ZONE, next here on Utah Carson's. Have a car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back, Utah Carson's presented by Mark Miller Subaru. I'm Austin Horton. Eric Jensen producing for us. And, uh, excuse me, Roger Parkin, general sales manager of the Southtown store, is here with us via Zoom. Roger, uh, we're looking for the best thing that has happened to our listeners this year at 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. Uh, we heard from Kathy, who said her family and friends have all been healthy. We heard from Monty who lost his job but turned that into his own business that's that's thriving. We've we've got a few responses on the old social media. Uh, Jeff says he got engaged, then found out his fiance was pregnant, and they adopted an amazing dog. That Those are three great oh, wow. things that have happened this Talk year. Talk about life-changing experiences all in one. <laughs> right, but blessings absolutely across that's the board awesome. there. Our friend Mario said they got a new house right before everything went crazy with lockdowns. And he was super nervous with furloughs and layoffs, but everything worked out, and they have been very lucky and blessed in that regard. And then uh, our, our guy Jeff, our second Jeff, says, uh, as we were talking about RVs, he got to take his family out camping in the RV five different weeks throughout the summer. No other year has come close. He says the lemons of 2020 brought him some sweet, sweet lemonade. That's so, fantastic. Absolutely. 855-340-ZONE. We'd love to hear the best thing that's happened to you this year. Uh, also, on the other side of things, local Utah sports said, sadly, he's, he doesn't really have anything the good that's happened to him this year. And, you know, I would say to him, we're glad you're here with us. That's, yeah. That is a great thing. And, and we yeah. need you and we love you and we're, we're grateful to have you. And uh, that is a, a great thing. And so I think that's why we need to hear these best things that have happened to mm -hmm. you this year. Is even if you've got nothing that comes to mind and you feel like this year has been the worst year ever, please try to find some kind of happiness because it is, it's life-saving in a lot of cases. Isn't Amen, it? boy. It's definitely been a wild ride this year. It's, uh, we've been fortunate in our family. No one that I know, and I've got a rather large extended family, has had COVID. We've been very fortunate that way. Yep, absolutely. So 855-340-ZONE, if you want to share the best thing that's happened to you this year, 855-340-ZONE. All right, now, Eric, it's always funny when Eric produces because he accuses me of being an Elon Musk and Tesla hater, and he feels like I only report negative things about Tesla. Is that right? Is that accurate? Well, no, I just I, I try to play the, the counter <laughs> – argument i like to play devil's advocate i don't think you true I, I know you dislike elon tesla but i okay yes i would call you a hater you are you are, <laughs> hey, hey, you, you are a hey hater. don't sugarcoat it now i'd rather be a hater of elon musk than an advocate of the devil i'll tell you that right now where, where i stand Fair read enough. the bible eric read the <laughs> just kidding totally joking kind of uh but uh th this is a, a situation where I'm going to report something negative about Elon Musk and Tesla, but maybe for the first time ever, I am like, I kind of get why they're doing this, and I can't really blame them. 
Now, sure what it is. In, in January of last year, Elon Musk announced the, the Shanghai Gigafactory production line there in, in Shanghai, China. They were going to make Model 3s and Ys uh, they, to serve greater China and its region. Said they would produce affordable version of the Tesla 3 and the Tesla Y for greater China. All Model S slash X and higher cost versions of Model 3Y though would still be built in the U.S. for worldwide market, including China. That's what he said in January of 2019. Essentially, yes, they're making them they're over there in Shanghai, but only for that region. The majority will still be made in California and sold to everywhere around the world, including to China. Well, fast forward to this week, and uh, Tesla is preparing to export it's made in China Model 3 cars to Europe and other markets, according to two new reports, despite what Elon Musk said wasn't the plan back in January of 2019. Now, the, the, the optics of this are not great because it falls right in line with my narrative of Elon Musk overpromising, overselling, and underdelivering. But at the same time, they can't do what they need to do there at the Fremont factory because of government uh, involvement and quote unquote uh, getting in the way in their opinion with the COVID-19. And so they've got to stay in business. They've got to keep production going. And Roger, I kind of see why they would need to do it right now since they can't do everything they need to do there in Fremont currently. Yeah. I, normally I would agree with you. I mean, Elon's really a good, you can tell he's got to start in software <laughs> I like to call it vaporware. You know, there's always something coming in the next edition of whatever they're doing. <laughs> and he's really good at selling that. But bottom line, business is business. And if you can't get the production out of your one factory, take it to the other one and, and capitalize on it. I don't have an issue with that. Yeah. Uh, whatever, whatever, you know, keep stay in business, stay profitable. That's yeah. well, they're not profitable. Come on. First, They've been profitable, I think, one quarter. Well, you're not reading their reports then, Roger, because every every quarter they're profitable by the same exact dollar amount every single quarter. <laughs> it's weird. It's magic. Uh, oh. they, they sell the exact same number of cars every quarter, too. It, it's, yeah. it's a miracle. Uh, anyway, they, the, the move uh, would be a change of strategy, as we mentioned. However, Musk had previously announced uh, for Tesla to build a new electric car in China and export it worldwide though it wasn't the Model 3. I'll tell you this, uh, and I feel like I have to end every Tesla conversation with with this uh, caveat. I think it's an amazing car. I think the mm -hmm. technology is incredible. Uh, I just, I feel a little, uh, I'm a very, I'm very wary of Elon Musk and his personality and his tactics. And it makes me uh, nervous to get into the game of Tesla, but I don't have the, the dollars to do so anyway. So, so just just back to their profitability. Yeah, they lost one billion dollars in 2018. They only lost 862 million in 19. They have not turned a profit for, okay. on an annual basis ever. Uh, and that's kind of been his whole thing is selling the future, right? As you were men mentioning before, it's right. get in it's now because eventually we're going to be the best in the world. Yeah, they did make a. They turned a profit for the fourth quarter in a row, uh, 104 million in the second quarter of 2020. Hmm. So they've had a quarter of profitability. Rejoice. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Tesla previously planned to not export those vehicles they're going to right now, though. We'll see if it, if, and if they're successful, I would suspect they'll never not export from there anymore i think that would oh. be the norm going forward yeah it's i why wouldn't you export from there i mean honestly yep uh it makes sense eight five five three four zero zone we'd love to hear from you roger are you where do you stand on the line of trusting the media and this this gets a little well you know into the waters of politics but we don't need to go in there i just need to know well, when you hear a report from a media outlet how 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 concerned are you about that being factual? I think I think you have to understand what outlet is coming from. I think every outlet out there, I don't think journalism doesn't exist to the degree I think it did 30 years ago. Okay. I think everybody has their spin they're going to put on it and you owe it to yourself to read from 
multiple sources to get both points of view and the truth somewhere in the middle. How's that for politically <laughs> tap dancing? I'm going to call I, you Desperado because you're riding fences. I, what, no, it's no. not about riding fences. I'm just really... Um, but I'll defend Roger. He he's right. It, it's it's not necessarily about where you get your news forces from. It's about being media literate, which means you ah, you, right. you which is a term that they teach in fancy smancy journalism school that I'm going to right now mm. where you have to like Roger said, you have to keep in mind that everyone is biased no matter what. You're biased right now, Austin. There is What does that mean? There, there, there's there's <laughs> bias everywhere. Roger's bias, I'm biased. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're all biased, so it's very important that we read from sources that we agree with, look at some sources you may not agree with as much, and yeah. like Roger says, it, it's a happy medium. The truth is somewhere in the middle. That's. I, I think I agree with both of you. I especially agree with uh, journalism of 30 years ago is rare to see these days where they just give you facts and then let you make up your mind. I don't see a lot of that uh, yeah. anymore. And that that is, you know, the, the advent of the Internet, I think, brought that on. If I, more than maybe I don't, I don't, anything else. I think but. I might have contributed to it, Austin. I don't know. That's. I think it's more money driving it than anything else. Possibly so. Absolutely. I think that, that factors in. But what do you think about, uh, in fact, this is, this is maybe a little cheesy or hokey, but there's a scene in the movie Newsies where uh, Robert Duvall uh, plays Joe, Pulit Joe Pulitzer, excuse me, and he says to uh, Jack Kelly, Christian Bell's character, that he he runs this town. He tells this town what to buy, what to wear, how to vote, how to think, because he's the the head of a newspaper, the best, the the most successful newspaper in the world at the time. Do you think that the media has as much impact on our decisions as it did back then in those days? Do you think that we that we make our decisions from a day to day basis? Uh, subliminally or consciously about uh, what the media has told us. Wow, that's do yeah yeah. Take newspapers out of media as a whole. I would I would still agree with that. Yeah. Yep. Um, newspapers, not as much because of all the cuts they've made. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, if you look, I mean, everything, our, our, our information sources have greatly expanded with the internet. So I don't know that any one source has the ultimate impact on you. But again, it depends on who you are and what you read. I, I like to read, I read, you know, three or four newspapers a day from every different angle just to try and glean some truth out of it. Mm -hmm. um, I think COVID has been a real interesting example. Whoops. Phone's ringing, dude. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, I think COVID's been an interesting example of misinformation, good information, somewhat questionable information, mm -hmm. uh, depending on what side of the political divide you fall on and what you want to portray. Mm. You know, so it, it's pretty fascinating. You know, COVID, if you go to the CDC site, You'll, you'll glean something, you listen to some of the press releases from our wonderful president, and there's something else there. And, you know, politics is certainly swaying hard in reporting. Well, I am going somewhere with this because the, the, the old adage of you are what you eat, University of you Utah, the, <laughs> the, the, that's right, University of Utah has uh, opened a study uh, kind of around, and these are my words, you, you believe or think what you see, read, and hear. Uh, and, and what they're uh, specifically focusing on in this study is public transportation. Yeah. Uh, and in their studies, it's too preliminary, they say, to say if media coverage has a direct impact on whether or not you choose to take public transportation. But what they're looking into is when the media uses words like windy, freezing, bad air, do people are people more or less likely to then use public transit for their, their commuting. Uh, the study period was done from 2014 through 2016, and the researchers scanned 40 local media outlets for words related to weather and air quality, including 
cloudy in those other words I, I stated. Uh, the the color-coded air quality system that refers to red air days and pollution-related mm -hmm. phrases such as ozone or fine particulate matter. They then looked at ridership on UTA's trio of transportation modes, front-runner tracks and buses, the day after that said media coverage. Uh, okay. According to study author Daniel Mendoza, he says, we wanted to ask if there are any additional factors that would encourage or discourage ridership. The research also tapped surveys of Utah residents that included their reasons for using transit or not. Uh, Tabitha, Tabitha Benny, also another study author, said we were surprised at some of the responses, and that led me to pursue asking questions about what matters in terms of what could be in the media or how it could be influencing people. Now, I was as I'm reading this, Roger, I'm going, okay, I'm thinking probably when you hear the media say it's a bad air day, it's not a good day for for uh, for you to drive. Maybe use public transit. That that would encourage you to use public transit. But what this study, Shows the early the the, right, the early returns on it is showing that the opposite has been true more often than not. When they when they hear those things, it, Mendoza believes it, it's because the, the the they looked at the ridership, and the next day after that media coverage, the ridership was down. Interesting. Uh, he said it's because he believes people who take transit for discretionary reasons, like shopping or, or entertainment, they opt to stay home to avoid being out in the poor air quality and the cold temperatures that might come with inversion. Uh, he says, if I don't have to go to the store or the movies or to work, then I'll just stay home and say I'll skip it today because of the bad air or the cold air. Uh, he said, while reports of bad air quality reduced ridership to some degree, researchers found no change in ridership air patterns when media reported good air quality. So, to, 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 to recap, when the media said it's bad air quality, people didn't use public transit. When they said it's wow. good air quality, it didn't go up or down, it stayed the same. That second part doesn't surprise me. The first one, I guess if you view it the way that they're interpreting it, that doesn't... If it's discretionary travel, that doesn't surprise me either, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, wind, nobody wants to stand out in wind, especially if it's dusty or real cold. But, yeah, that's interesting. They that's kind of counter counterintuitive. They also broke it down front-runner tracks buses. And, and, and when it came to front-runner ridership, it didn't really change at all. I wouldn't think that because that's really commuter based. That's right. people traveling I, at least I, I believe. That's that's what they're thinking as well, is most people are on front runner to get to it's and from guess, work. Yeah. yeah. Uh but when you got to the buses, it the biggest factor, what do you think the biggest factor was in ridership on buses? I don't know. It I, was, I'm not even it was one hundred percent weather, they said. And that's because they, they, they went around and they looked. And if you're riding front runner, you're inside, you're, yep. you're covered, uh, you're protected from the elements. Even when you're waiting, there's all, the, at every single front runner there's station, there's, yep. there's shelter of some kind. Uh, tracks vary. The, every track stop has a covering. Yep. But not every bus stop has adequate shelter, they said, along the UTA routes. Uh, it says, it says, bus stops don't. <laughs> yeah, it says more than half the bus stops lack a shelter or even a bench. Yeah. Uh, elderly people, people with disabilities, or parents with small children will find it difficult, if not impossible, to navigate through banks of snow to get on board a bus. Yeah. Uh, Mendoza said, I had to kick through a snowbank and I am able-bodied. It was difficult. Yeah. Uh, researchers want to take the findings of this study and pursue how messaging can be most effective for getting people out of their cars and into public transportation, especially in advance of an inversion settling in. Well, I can tell you the only way that they're going to get more people out of cars is to make transportation more convenient. Okay. Um, you know, I think tracks, and I did not think tracks would be successful when it was built back in the 90s. And it's, it's been impressive to watch the ridership of it, but if you look at bus routes around town, they're not very convenient to anything. Or they don't run as frequently, not as convenient. I mean, where they could really use more buses and try and pull the traffic out of somewhere, honestly, is our canyons. Yes. 
you know, which they, I know they tried to do a little bit of that this last year, but it's, it's you know, the chicken or the egg. You know, you got to have that frequency and the convenience. Yep. Because we are, after all, we want our convenience in this society. We want, we want it now. Right. And, and be that a vice or a virtue, that's the case. That's the facts. Just how it is. Yeah. Yep. You know, where if you go to, you know, New York, where they're raised on public transit, it's bigger pain in the butt to drive than it is to ride transit. Everything's jammed together. That's our other challenge is we, we are so spread out. So we've got a lot of, a lot of territory to cover. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, the, the fact that you say it needs to be more convenient is absolutely, I think, I, I do agree with the study's premise that there yeah. are ways that the media influences. Uh, I mean, that's, that's just uh, the fact of the matter. But for me personally, when I decide whether I'm taking my own car somewhere or public transportation or, or a ride share, it's 100% convenience for me. Absolutely. I don't care about all y'all. I care about me in that decision. And maybe that's selfish and maybe that's the wrong way to think. And that's probably the problem with our air quality. But it's so much more convenient in this state, especially in this valley and, and well, and everywhere, <laughs> to just get in my own car, drive to work, park my car, sit at work, drive my car back home, park it in my garage and do that every day, day in and day out, than it is to wait for a front runner that only runs every 20 minutes or whatever, or at some hours, only once an hour, right. then get to a track station that only comes every, every 15, 12, 15 minutes, then ride that into work, then walk to work, and then when you add in winter weather and, and inclement weather or inverter yeah. or whatever, I'm totally going to just stay in my car. But when you get what? to a system where I can know that I can take the, the front runner to work and if there's an emergency and I need to get to a hospital, I'm not going to have to wait an hour. I can get back on that front runner in five minutes. Then I think there will be more people taking public transportation. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you look at the University of Utah, my youngest just graduated from there. And part of your tuition and stuff goes to giving you a free, you know, front runner UTA pass, right? Sure. And we have two track stops within a half mile of our house, east or west, doesn't matter. And her biggest complaint about it, and she used it a lot, was just the amount of time that you would spend on it going. You could drive there in 25 minutes, it'd take an hour on tracks. Oh, jeez. Now, conversely, you didn't have to worry about parking. Yeah, know, right. So, but she probably she probably rode tracks 80% of the time, unless she was just running up for a, a day when it was one class and she'd pay to park. Mm. But it was all about convenience and being able to get to her job and, and doing all that. Well, and, and then we get into the, the whole social economics or, or even just economics side of things where she was blessed and privileged enough to have that choice. There mm -hmm. are so many that don't have a choice in the matter. And if it's a blizzard outside, they still need to, they still have to take public transportation. They got to go sit in five feet of snow at, waiting for a bus <laughs> because they don't have the means to have their own car. That's very true. And so I think convenience is number one to get more people on tra public transportation. Yep. Also, and this is where this state probably will be the last to ever do it. It takes a little more taxes, but to make public transportation free, I think is also a swaying matter, a sway well, in the matter. So let's just, let's step back to the history of the UTA. When the UTA was refound was founded back in the seventies, um, it was a if memory serves me right, I was a young kid, but it was interesting. It was like a quarter percent tax increase that was to fund the bus system so you could ride it for free. That lasted about three years, and then the fare started slowly going from it went from free to a dime to a quarter to you know wherever it's at now. Yeah, it's five bucks round trip on tracks. I'll tell you that. Well, it's cheaper than gas. It is cheaper than gas, but like your daughter mentioned, it takes you a it's little fine. bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when, when I'm back in D.C., most of the time I'll ride met, the metro system back there. Absolutely. It's, it's more convenient. Absolutely. The parking it, back there stinks. Oh, forget about it. There's no... That's, that's an hour in the parking structure. So. And, that, and that's a bargain compared to Manhattan. I mean, <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. Hundreds of dollars a month for a parking spot. No, thousands of dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> I, my son's friend lives... They live in the heart of D.C., 
And I think for their two cars, it's six thousand dollars a year. It's five hundred bucks a month. Just to park it? Just to park. Stop it. That's that's no. absurd. Well, yeah, and then not to mention the quadruply expensive housing, but that's you know, right. the particular friend grew up in New York, he likes cities and he likes that nightlife and Well, I, I feel like the majority, and this is just based on my own experiences on public transportation here, I feel like the majority are of lesser income that ride public transportation. And that $5 round trip may not be a big deal to me, but it might be a big deal to someone of lesser income who has to take public transportation. And yeah. so if the majority of public transportation riders are of lesser income, why not make it a free system? I mean, that's just where I sit on it. Uh, yeah. Well, that's a whole political boondoggle there because <laughs> UTA has been so badly managed historically on one hand, as far as, you know, salaries for people, bonuses, all that stuff. But I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't know if you made it free, if it would do anything or not, Austin. Yeah. Yep. I really don't. Yeah. It's a, it's a question. That's a heck of a question. Uh, but absolutely, I think we agree on convenience being the number one factor. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, convenience is number one. Well, you know, and, and honestly, really, the reason mass transit works so well in big cities is that people are packed in a tighter area. And we like our space. And, you know, you see a lot more multifamily um, apartments and condos going up here in the Valley, which is, in my opinion, past due. You know, uh, kind of shrink our footprint down a little bit, but would I want them to live in them? Not really. So I speak out of both sides of my mouth. Hmm. Nope, I hear you. I think we all do that a lot, <laughs> especially on these it's like, topics. Yeah. It's okay for me to move here, but don't you dare. <laughs> yeah. If anyone asks, Utah is a terrible place to live. Terrible. You yeah, don't it's, ever, it's, you don't want to live here. It's cold. It's we're all, we're all religious bigots. You do not want to live here. Just stay away. <laughs> Please. But whoever legitimately is, I, I have my most major gripe with Utah is that there are only three weeks a year where it is tolerable weather. <laughs> oh, please. Get We're in that sweet we spot have right now. Seasons. We're in that we sweet spot printer, right now, printer, but summer. in about three weeks, it's going to be dead cold, <laughs> and you're going to think, oh, my God, I oh, hate we're the a bunch winter. Of winters, aren't we? be, I want God. the summer. And then when you get to the summer, you'll be like, oh, my God, I want the winter. I hate the summer. It's so hot here. So I, the weather is just always terrible. That is that is my only complaint with you. How old are you, That's Eric? everywhere you live. How old That's are you? That's anywhere you live. 22? How old are you? I am uh, 21. I am but a wee baby, but I I still hate the weather. Still, oh, still no. stand by that. Eric is weather 21. Is Eric is 21 uh, by well, years, 90. but 93 <laughs> by by spirit. Uh, you well, you I, need I, a I, condo in San Diego is what absolutely, you need. Absolutely, <laughs> 100%. Now, then, then he'd be complaining about something else because there wasn't a change. Get the snow out of here. I think the funniest thing with humans <laughs> is how we adapt. I know I was sitting down on the patio with my daughter the other night. It's 90 degrees and that felt cool. I thought that was pretty sad. But <laughs> 90 <laughs> feels cool. <laughs> yeah, you get that night hot when it's like it's nighttime, but it's still hot. And you're just Look, like, I, why I, is this a case? <laughs> I, I, I absolutely get what you're saying about the heat. I hate the heat, but it is, I'll take this heat nine times out of eight over the humidity heat. Uh, that they experienced back east and in the south. Oh my gosh, that's that's the definition of hell. It is humid. Uh, Florida in August. There is hell. Oh, and you can't find a good drink of water either in yeah. Florida. <laughs> you gotta drink swamp. Ah, no thank you. But I hear you. I hear you. Uh, we do have one perfect season a year in Utah. And that's yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday was a perfect <laughs> yesterday was day. The, yesterday, yesterday was the whole was, season. Yesterday yeah. was it. Yesterday <laughs> was the perfect day. Now it's 90 again. It's too hot. It's five. <laughs> the thing I like about oh. Utah is by the time you get tired of one season, you're complaining about it. Well, that's, the yeah. one shows up. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what, Eric? I like, I, I'm with you to go ahead and share this to the world so that no one else moves here because 
I'm fine with it. Weather's terrible. It's awful. Don't come here. <laughs> 855-340-ZONE. We'd love to hear from you. The best thing that's happened to you this year or any other question, comment, or story you have to share well, with us. Well, we know it's not the weather for Eric. <laughs> <laughs> 855-340-ZONE. We'll get to more of your phone calls on the other side. Also, got to talk about uh, this really cool invention for wheelchairs that I think is going to change the world for a lot of people. And electric cars ranked by resale value and more right here on Utah Car Sense.